Welcome one and all to the flagship episode of uh, our new podcast, uh, Family Records. My name's Matt Rodolfi and I'm joined by this beautiful bearded fellow right here, Blake. Oh, thank you for complimenting my beard. You're very, very welcome. I, I see even you. trimmed it just today I was just going to say, you. it looks like you trimmed it. Usually you look a little more homeless. <laughs> I appreciate it. If you notice, I got a little twirl today in mine, so I feel a little dapper as well. I do see it. Are you using beeswax or is that just a natural curl? I may have ordered some, but I'm not using some yet. <laughs> Good God, you're such a hipster. Dude, I had avocado toast for the first time recently. And <laughs> How is it? I, I don't know. Because I love avocados. So here's the thing, actually. I've been thinking about this stupid mustache for a long time. I may just get rid of it. But in quarantine, I don't grow hair very quickly. You can grow a fucking mustache in three weeks. I can't. This took me a year, over a year, right? This mustache alone, I've never grown it out so far because it looks so nasty on halfway through. As soon as it got long and started twirling, I was like, "What? what's going on here? Do I, uh, what, what is going to happen? So I'm like halfway through, it's about half grown out. I'm very excited. I want to see how twirly I can get. And then it, we'll see if I'm confident enough to go into public. <laughs> Anyways, well, this is our first episode of the podcast, Family Records. We will get to what that uh, name means in just a second, but my name's Matt Rodolfi. Let's do some quick introductions. Blake Sweet, we are both owners and uh, founders of the podcast uh, Fat Tango Presents and the company, the production company, Fat Tango Productions, which this is a Fat Tango production right here. Well, we're really creative with names, aren't we? Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. You want to plug anything? Blake is a a stand-up comedian as well and i'm i mean not, but other than that we're i mean we're pushing a lot of this shit on our on our own oh god watch the language pushing a lot of this stuff on our own i'm also a contractor blake's also a freaking would you want to go to school for accounting uh, i got a degree in accounting <laughs> but i have never actually worked in accounting but you I speak like marketing. cpa i do <laughs> i'm so i work in marketing but my job is essentially translating between sales and accounting okay because i'm like the only person in the building that speaks both languages that sounds way more boring <laughs> than this oh yeah so you would say that this and stand up you enjoy a little bit more oh just a little bit <laughs> me too dude i've been wanting to do a podcast like this for years so long since i started listening to podcasting and here we are we did it where we almost we're like th third year in going into no yeah we're basically third years since when we first wrote the first thing is it third no we're on two we're on year two of the five-year plan. We have a five-year plan to try and make our lives podcasting. Well, I don't know when the very first script was written. I know we're going, we're almost a year into having been releasing shows. Yeah. So I think we're about, we're over two because we started work on it two years ago. It's neither here nor there. Nobody, the good news about us rambling like this and introducing ourselves is this is the first episode and if all goes well... And we have thousands of listeners someday. The chances that any of them heard this episode we're doing right here is pretty low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really freeing if you think about it. Yeah, call it a learning curve. <laughs> um, anyways, the first thing we want to do, so that's a bit who we are. Um, let's. We'll go a little bit more into that, but why don't we start with the thing that we're most excited about. So Blake and I... Well, we're cousins. We'll, we can delve into that a little bit more in a second here, but I want to jump right into something. We have both kind of been getting into whiskey, and we thought that one great way, we're already trying new whiskey and sharing stuff with each other, and we thought another a great way to do this would be uh, to try a new whiskey on the show together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, quarantine's been really rough on both of us. <laughs> uh, it's driven us both to drink, and we've both... And I'm over 30 now. <laughs> Beer doesn't work anymore. It's... It just, yeah. So Blake's a little more of a connoisseur than I am. Uh, I've got a couple more months of 
yeah, experience in it. You've got a different tolerance than me, though. It has something to do with your big manly beard, I think. I, I like that's. I've had scotch on three occasions now, and the different scotch. I mean, some I like. I liked some. I really liked some and others. But I've I've gotten sick when I tried scotch. I've gotten had weird days and headaches and it's just like now the thought of scotch kind of messes with me like last time we tried one of these we did a practice episode of this and i i tried a what was that it was a rye rye whiskey i didn't like that i i ended up not drinking so i have a feeling i might be a snob i hope not because <laughs> i just sit in my bourbon that i like i mean that really only leaves us a couple types of whiskey to try to yeah. really find out uh but i like bourbon so i'm not gonna complain yeah well, let's try this. So what do we got here? What are we trying today? Right. So we've got Larceny. Larceny. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon. Sounds white collar. Which I actually just recently learned. Straight bourbon means it's got to be made of 51% or more cereal grains. Cereal grains? So like... What the hell does that mean? Corn, rye, um, barley, wheat. Um, pretty much anything you think of when you think of grain. I don't know why cereal grain was specified. Cere- uh, but, well, um, I, I mean, but and then it has to be aged for a minimum of two years, I believe, in new oak barrels. Well, that's all going right over my head. But first one for me in a while, I actually kind of like it. I mean, I might even say it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did it in a kind of a Jim Carrey impression, but. It's pretty good. It is. It's nice. It's a yeah. little sweet. One thing that I love about bourbon, we talked about it a little bit on our practice episode, but it's it's a very kind of warm, cozy yeah. whiskey. Yeah. When I first was getting into this, I, I, I was like, I've had bourbon. My, my wedding, you know this, but since we're podcasting, you're supposed to say things to people that aren't in the room with us. So to all you out there that are, well, to both of you that are listening to this, whoever you are, um, I bought, I got a bottle of blue label for my on my wedding day from a friend and i had never really had bourbon whiskey or anything really before and that was amazing well blue label is scotch is it really it's, it's is it really it's a 200 dollar bottle of it's i know it's single expensive. malt scotch it was so good i didn't realize that oh yeah i thought it was a bourbon that's why i went wow i'm an idiot um that's also probably wow. a part of the reason why you're not a big scotch guy is we got spoiled most too early. Of the, uh, <laughs> most of the scotches you've drank have been a hundred dollars or less, which, well, to be in fair, the scotch world is relatively this isn't low. Bad. So to be fair, though, like when I knew beer was hitting me weird in this pandemic, at one point I was like, we were at Costco and I was like, oh, I, I liked that bottle of Blue Label. Like, oh look, it was so expensive. Oh, but look right here, there's a bottle of Jim Beam. For eighteen dollars. <laughs> oh, you that's poor, whiskey. Poor guy. Let me grab that, and that was a mistake, man. So that was I, bad. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because I, I honestly, I attribute this to why I'm a whiskey guy. Um, mm-hmm. when I was in college, I loved Jack Daniels because that was the only whiskey I really knew. Yeah, I had a little Jack Daniels um, phase myself, and I got so drunk on it one night. I like throwing up multiple times, blacked out. <laughs> And I had, and I wasn't able to drink whiskey. Still can't chair. drink Jack since. Sure, it was the chair. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm listening. But it was actually, funnily enough, at your wedding, having a glass of that Blue Label with you. Oh, really? Was kind of what told me, like, oh, there's not all else. whiskey sucks. <laughs> that's a good point. I've had I had Jack Daniels before that Blue. That's probably I kind of went through a similar thing. Okay, Jack Daniels though. At one point, you, you ever been drunk on it? And then you just kind of take a swig out of the bottle and feel a little bit like a cowboy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was a good feeling. I mean, that's that is, really the reason I drank it. <laughs> every now and like again, <laughs> pre-pandemic, of course, because this is kind of frowned upon now. Sure. But every now and again, when I was out with friends and somebody had a bottle of it, I would choke down a pole just just to get that <laughs> feeling of taking a sip of Jack off the bottle. Just feeling like <laughs> your, your hair on your face grew a little bit that day. <laughs> that's probably why I have the beard that I do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's funny. So apparently we had a very similar coming to bourbon story. You've explored scotch. I am just getting it. I, I got that Jim Beam. And if it wasn't for my wife giving me a bunch of samples for Christmas, like a month, couple months later, when I decided, oh, I like the Jim Beam, I was just drinking it with, with black tea. And it was good, but 
I like, I want to just that, that I, I've always liked people that can drink liquor straight. I was like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And then I got some of those, those bottles and I was like, dang, okay. Yeah. Oh, what they're doing <laughs> is drinking quality alcohol. Yeah. Well, one of those <laughs> bottles was, uh, Woodford reserve. And one of those bottles was four roses. And both of those have become the staple of my bourbon drinking. Oh, Woodford's my favorite. I love Four Roses, man. I mean, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, eventually, I reached out. I tried Maker's Mark. I really liked that, which I didn't think I would because it's kind of an affordable whiskey. I didn't like the Knob Creek. A lot uh, of people have that at the top of their list, and I didn't really care. Maker's, Knob Creek, those kinds of things, even Jim Beam, I've always kind of seen them as cocktail whiskeys. That's what yeah. you, That's what you put in an old-fashioned, or at least that's what they put in an old-fashioned when you order it at a bar. That makes um, sense. Well, for mixing, it makes total sense because you get you get to hide the bite. You get right. drunk. You can get drunk off it. That's for sure. Right. And sometimes, like a whiskey that's good enough to drink straight, why bother mixing it? Yeah. Well, and I also really don't drink straight whiskey to get drunk. Oh, absolutely. You know not. what I mean? It's for the taste. Yeah, and it's for the. I mean, you get a little buzz. You get a little. Get a little loose with it, but I remember being like eighteen, nineteen making fun of people who said that they drank wine for the taste and now that i'm a whiskey <laughs> guy i totally get it yeah no i like wine too i, I i'm the same way though 19 you'd be like just drink some fur freaking vodka man let's go that's my young matt voice i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> i didn't realize young matt was cartman <laughs> was that what it sounded like wow a little bit i do voices for a living that's sad not for a living i do voices for a hobby that we're that's, hoping that to make a hoping, living. Yeah, that's just, that makes it more sad. Um, shall we move on to another topic? I believe so. You believe so? Oh, well, and we are so fancy with our drinks and our believing sewing. Um, all right, let's go over us real quick because no one's out there, but at least we can lay it out for ourselves, what this podcast is about and everything. So we did some practice episodes of this just on a phone to get a feel. Both of us have been listening to podcasts for years. Um and then when we started doing this the scripted audio podcast, that kind of inspired us. Oh, excuse me. And we weren't really, we just wanted to talk. We wanted to do a podcast about talking, maybe have guests on and just chit chatting. I know everyone right. does that. There's so many podcasts that are doing that. What makes us special? Well, I think we kind of just decided us. We just want to be us. We want to do this for us. Why do it for a gimmick? Oh, yeah. Well, that's like the scripted audio stuff. It's fun and it's cool doing something unique. But yeah. It's, scripted audio is not what got me into podcasts. Yeah. This is what got me into podcasts. Podcasting to me is like a, a the, the new medium of radio, you know, radio unrestricted because um, radio, obviously, it's like like television in the same way that the Internet revolutionized television. It's revolutionized radio and not everyone's doing, but there's been a massive uptick. And people oh yeah absolutely pod doing podcasts and listening and the pandemic hasn't exactly helped with that either <laughs> yeah for sure um so we didn't want to do a gimmick we just wanted to chat we kind of learned like i don't know we, we like talking to each other and that's what matters um we can talk a little pop culture we can talk with people but there is something that unites us and that's that we are cousins um and we're pretty close i mean we have a lot of cousins between the two of us but you and i probably hang out and chat oh, yeah and talk and you know what I mean? More than any, any of my other cousins. Uh, I talk with you more than my, some of my siblings, you know, like, um, so we kind of realized, and, and for what it's worth, how I was, what year were you born? Nine, 96, 96. So I was, was I only eight? I thought I was older than that. Yeah. I, there's there's not year gap. that big of a gap yeah. between us. I remember, um, ironically the house I live in now, I remember, you coming home from the hospital and me coming here to this house and your mom holding <laughs> you a newborn Blake in the living room. But I, apparently I was eight. That would explain why it's a little hazy, but I think, I, I think middle school, because when I was in middle school, you were like, what, three, four, you know, and, and like we went to the same daycare for a little oh, while. Yeah. I mean, I was 13 at a daycare. That's a whole other story <laughs> about a split up parents and all that stuff. You were the kid that kind of supervised all the rest of the kids. You were the Angelica. The, I was the kid <laughs> that they let just play Xbox in the corner while the kids <laughs> played in the playroom. Nah. Um, so 
We had a gap. We had a gap. We were always friends, though. Like, as soon as yeah. you became, like, middle school, we started chatting a lot more. Because that was, what, 19 when you were in middle school? I Eight, think 20? so. That was around the time. Because you lived in San Diego for most of my early childhood. Yeah. Well, and was, you were coming up here yeah. for holidays. Well, no, because for a while it was uh, monthly. Oh, was every it? Every three months. When I first moved down south, up until high school, I would be, we were in year-round school. So it was two months of school and then one month off. There was no off for summer. So we would spend two months in San Diego and then be a month in, in I don't know if to say the word, but in a month here. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think we'd see you all that time, but maybe it didn't. That's why I was in daycare because right. I'd be up here for a month. So my dad's like, well, the, my sisters were younger. They were appropriate age. You and, and Sam are like the same age. So they just stuck me out there with you. But when I was in high school, it was a little bit of a separation. That's probably where your 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 memory starts probably though when I right. was in high school. For me, just because just enough of an age gap that we have a little bit of delay there. So I was 19 and then we split off and then came back when you were finally like graduating and I was what, mid 20s? I think so. Yeah. That's when we just started like hanging out a lot, <laughs> drinking oh, yeah. and, and playing was... darts and like, yeah, no. So yeah. we've been and pretty this, close. This sort of is what our time hanging out when we were both in the same place at the same time, it's kind of evolved into just chit chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is something like we're finally both living in the same place. We own a business together and we don't actually get a whole lot of time to just yeah hang out and chat anymore. That's a really good point because we had that like year where you lived, we both lived on the ranch and then at one point you, you, well then you left. I was finally back here station. Then you went to school in Montana and it was like, okay, my, my wife talks about all the time, like the podcast makes total sense for you and Blake, because you would come home for Christmas or something and you and I would just start talking oh, <laughs> like, yeah. on top of each other. We didn't even stop to listen <laughs> to each other because we were doing it at the same time. And we would just go in the other room and people would just give us a wide berth for like an hour because we would just oh, talk. Yeah. <laughs> Six months worth of catching up to do and yeah. like a week to do it. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's the thing. No one else to really talk to. You're probably the only person that listens to some of the podcasts I listen, listen to, reads a lot of the same books that I read. You and I have a very similar uh, interest in philosophy and, and even history and science and, and, and political philosophy and all that stuff. Well, and, even pop culture. And pop culture, yeah. Um, drinking. Yeah, yeah, right. With new developments. <laughs> Apparently, we're just kind of run in parallel um so we're pretty close um one of the reasons we realize it's not a gimmick but the reason we're calling the podcast family records is because of um a component that kind of connects us and that is my dad my dad well we were close cousins but even your sister and my sisters we all kind of came up very tight little bundle of cousins and my dad just randomly started doing this thing when we were all kids or um he would just kind of goad us to act like fools by <laughs> calling it a family record. Like, um, well, this was this started at the time <laughs> where we were all obsessed with the Guinness Book of World Records. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that was always his way to get us to do something stupid. Was yeah. Oh, I, I bet you know if you did that, you'd break the family record. Yeah. Well, hey, I see you ate three pieces of toast. That's a lot of toast. Yeah, yeah, like, well, you know, the family record is five pieces of toast, don't you? <laughs> and then it would get you like, what, really? Yeah, yeah, your cousin Jake, who you don't really see anymore, had the family record like three years ago, five pieces of toast. And then you get all, like, you're, you're six, seven years old, and you're like, well, shoot, I can do that. I can beat that. <laughs> six pieces of toast, that's nothing. Oh, God, and at, at its peak, this was us, like, we were bl- playing, like, the Rocky montage music at Thanksgiving, getting ready to try and set family records for turkey and mashed potatoes. Well, and it eventually, obviously, it deter it deteriorated. Some of the word, but it, it it spiraled into us doing it to each other. As soon as we were all oh, enough yeah. to understand it, you just start messing with each other. Usually, the youngest. So you got a lot of it after it was us, and then we gave it a lot to your sister. And but that was kind of the idea. And the thing is, after a certain while, um. They came out with a who who put it together. We have a book called the Family Record Book. Who who made it? Do you remember? So it was for your you. dad and your sister Sam. They put it together. Yeah, it um, was a tenth birthday present to me. <laughs> um, so 
for reference, this had probably been going on like five years by the time this book was made. It might have been more, dude. And it might have been more. It's just because I like, mean, we're putting me at five years old at this point. My memory yeah. is a little bit uh, dicey. Well, I, and I remember being like eight or nine and my uncle Manuel like trying to convince me to eat more pancakes because the family record is, you know, <laughs> 10 pancakes. And I can be I can eat more pancakes. I was the fat. I had all the fat kid records for the <laughs> for the record. I was the fat kid. What was the other one? I had the record for loudest or largest splash in the swimming pool. Largest splash in the or cannonball. Largest cannonball, which was apparently up to fifteen feet two inches, according to this. I don't know. <laughs> now, See, is that height? Is that width? <laughs> is that like diameter radius? That's a good question. <laughs> diameter. How the heck do they? <laughs> they miss, that's the other thing. This book was so dumb and silly because it's. Obviously, half of it's just completely arbitrary numbers and and completely made up records just to bolster it up, which in itself is kind of fun because there's some ridiculous stuff in there. But there's also actual record. Oh, yeah. It's it's a nice mix of just, you know, oh, us screwing around, making stuff up and enough to actual weird records that we have enough to keep goading each other. And (laughs) it's so dumb. So we have that in common. We thought. Why not be? We can. We're gonna go through it and talk about some of these dumb records because there's a few things we were just going through it before we started. And there's a few I want to clarify with Blake, who was the uh, family record keeper for a short while. So I need to delve into his his knowledge. But our thought for this podcast is, we'd like to hear other family records. We'd like to talk about our family records. Um, we figure that if people come on here and they have a cool family story, we already have some friends. People were working with on Fat Tango. Mikey and Ellis like tell stories all the time because they're cousins too. And you're like, man, I'd love to hear that. Like, what's the record in this <laughs> weird story about someone jumping into a pool from the second story or whatever? It was like, there's a record in that. No, no, okay. our family tried it. So we want to start our own family record book, but it's for the world, the podcast family of family records and the guests and all that stuff. And you know what? We're going to keep a ledger because Blake's an accountant. <laughs> Almost. He's a trained to be an accountant. So we'll keep a ledger of this and it's a spreadsheet. Just <laughs> yeah, see what kind of crazy stuff people have done, you know. Oh, excuse me. All this whiskey. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of the thing. That's our I guess if you could call it a gimmick, but I don't really think of it as a gimmick. I don't think of it as a gimmick. A shtick, maybe. Maybe. I still want to just talk about stuff. Yeah. Like and I think there's still gonna be a lot of episodes of just you and me, especially early on, just you and me chit chatting. And, you know, I want to talk like Winter Soldier is about to start. You know, I don't know if you're going to watch it. Oh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, I'd be down to watch that. And, and I mean, I'm down to chat with that. I'm curious. But- so my Disney Plus subscription actually lapsed because I got the um, like the free year with Verizon. Okay. And just never renewed it. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited enough for Winter Soldier that I very well I- might. I might just steal Mikey's password. I hope it's as good as WandaVision. We, we don't need to get all into all that right yeah. now. We need to talk more about some of this stuff. But that's kind of the idea. We're just two dudes. If you're listening to this, I don't know why you're listening to this. Maybe you're one of our... I mean, hi, Dad. You know, I know you listen to podcasts, so here's a little shout out to my dad because I... <laughs> Like, Thanks for the family yeah, records. He's been support one of our reviews on Fat Tango. I know exactly which one's you, Daddy. <laughs> so thanks for uh, the inspiration for family records, and maybe we'll have you on actually one of these days oh, to I'm share sure some he's of the got records. Some great yarns to spin. I'm sure. Well, between your mom, the the gap that they had, and the weird stories you hear about them, and and our grandfather, who was an Italian Im- immigrant who didn't speak English very well, he spoke it, but it was broken. He had right. ear problems. His English was it was old Italian dude all the way. So there's a lot of cool stories, I'm sure, uh, that we haven't heard, and I'm sure there's family records haven't even been considered. So, not th- to mention, I mean, there hasn't been an entry in 15 years. Yeah. Well, and this thing too, like we can have anyone on. Yeah. Let's get to the Doesn't point where just we have, have to celebrities. Be our but let's yeah, let's get well, and it, but it also can. How many times have it has a has a like? Let's get your grandpa on. Let's get your grandpa Daryl on. Like, Daryl, tell us some cool stories. Like your family, your that side of your family goes by a horse. Yeah, right. He's a rancher. Like, what kind of crazy stuff have you seen? What kind of crazy stuff is your 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 mother or dad did when you were a kid? Like, there's no there's. It's kind of a cool element, but we can also have them on see if they want some whiskey and see if they're watching Falcon and Winter Soldier or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and then 
like I said before, Blake and I read a lot of books and uh, we, we, we listen to a lot of different podcasts. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Like what we're into right now, what, what we're sharing about, if there's something we're both enjoying. Um, but let's see, we're about halfway through the show. I think we should dig into some of these stories. I I'm think gonna so need, too. I'm going to need more whiskey though. Hold on. Come on, Blake, keep up. Sorry, I like to savor it. <laughs> I'm a father of three. I got to get to business. I have to drive home. <laughs> That's a lot of ice. Oops. Did you want some ice? Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm taking the ice. We are now transitioning over to a bottle of Four Roses. I mean, if you're going to be a real oh, snob, sorry. it's I don't make actually it meant to be drank neat, which means no ice. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm, I'm not i'm a snob on flavor oh i'm not I'm, I'm not clarifying that for you i'm clarifying it for like the three people who might be listening to this i need to get some more makers i like that it's cheaper but i, I like that bite every now and then it's it's a it's a decent enough cheap whiskey to just have around you don't yeah. really feel guilty for sneaking a glass here and there yeah because i will admit especially with some of the nicer bottles that i have it's it's always like ah. Oh, do I really want to have a glass of this? Yeah. Because then it's, you know, because once it's gone, it's I'm going to have to save yeah. up for another one. Yeah, right. This is a special occasion. I don't know. I, I'll i drink, like, I'll go back and forth on them. But if I have a glass during the day, I'll almost always go for the Woodford for some reason. I think that oakiness, something about it is just kind of comforting midday with some ice. It's kind of like reminds me of like a, like an iced tea or oh, something. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Which is. Anyways, let's get back to this family records book because without the, further ado, <laughs> I've always wanted to say that <laughs> without further ado, the first thing I wanted to ask you about, because I do not remember this story at all, and it's the first record in the book, and it is the record for most Australian hats, and I don't, and you hold that record, sir, and I don't know what an Australian hat is, and why do you have two of them, and why is that enough for a record, and why did we put it in there in the first place, and is it at first because of alphabetical reasons? Why this Australia? I know we have family in Australia. Is it tied to that? It is. So, I mean, as <laughs> as Matt already brought up, we uh, we come from an Italian family. So it's huge. It's expansive. We have family members in several countries on multiple continents. Mm -hmm. And one of those countries is Australia. And we've actually got a fairly big chunk of extended family out there. Yeah. Um. And for a while, when we were kids, they'd come out and visit almost once a year. Uh, it's funny. It, it wasn't actually a family member. It was um, our cousin uh, would always bring her friend, Debbie. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy, Nancy and Debbie. Yeah, yeah I remember Nancy Debbie. would always bring Debbie with her. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Debbie just absolutely loved us. Like they I remember used to Debbie. love Debbie coming up and hanging out on the ranch. Let me They'd... just say Debbie and Nancy together was fun. Oh, they absolutely. brought the whole family Nancy last time and they're fun. I love them all. But like the Nancy and Debbie dynamic was hilarious. <laughs> was, they needed their own TV show, man. Right. We got to get them a fat tango. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need a podcast just to <laughs> just to talk some back. Sorry, I'm trying to watch my language. <laughs> but yeah, every time Debbie came out, she would come out with souvenirs for me and my parents and my sister, because we were the ones that were hosting them. Mm, I didn't get any souvenirs. That's um, cool. Okay. I, I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you did, maybe you'd have the family record for most Australian hats. <laughs> but yeah, no, every year, Debbie would come out and she'd bring just a baseball cap that said Australia on it. <laughs> so it's, it's not even like some sort of crocodile Dundee no, cowboy? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's a baseball cap that says Australia. <laughs> she picked it up on the at the airport on her, on her way in. That's the only thing oh, I can think of. It was funny. like at, uh, yeah, it was probably at one of those little that's, news kiosks that, at the Sydney airport. That seems so Debbie. I haven't seen her in so long. That last visit, that's so funny. That makes me happy. That makes me think she probably brought California hats back to her family. <laughs> it's like. Maybe a snow globe with the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> you know, so that makes oh, me wonder funny. then, do you think that there's somebody in Debbie's family that's got the record for most America hats? We need to find them and have them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the extended family. That's funny, dude. I did not realize. <coughs> you all right? Yeah. Yeah. Wrong pipe. Oh. Happens. Yeah. Happens. That's funny. 
I didn't realize it was just an, a hat that says Australia. Yeah. That cracks me up. Absolutely nothing special whatsoever, but your dad thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> That's funny. Um, One year she actually, she also brought, the hat came with a little kangaroo figurine and I've still got that somewhere. That's cool. The yeah. hat came with an action figure? <laughs> action figure might be a little <laughs> bit much. I mean... <laughs> Well, I thought kangaroos were pretty intense. You know, it seems like disrespectful to make it a trinket. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want the one with the spring-loaded yeah, leg. Yeah, it needs action. to be an action figure with the trinket as <laughs> the roux that goes in the pouch. God, I could have, I could have <laughs> used that playing with like my Power Rangers. Oh man, kangaroo you and your Power Ranger toys. You had so many Power Ranger toys. A lot of them were yours. I, I don't remember. I don't. That sounds maybe a couple. I don't know, man. I was always jealous that you had toys. You got to remember, like I know I grew up. My, my parents split early, and I had this weird dichotomy growing up where I'd be kind of living, kind of in the ghetto down south in San Diego with my mother and and my Hispanic family, and then, like I told you, every three months, then we'd come up here and I'd live this like middle class existence with my dad and my stepmom, <laughs> where we'd be having chicken cordon bleu for dinner. You know what I mean? And I'd go over to your house and see all these and these toys and stuff like and I'd go back down south and I'd be like, My mom got me the little Dollar Tree Easter egg, like little clicky thing that pops the ball <laughs> up. You know what I mean? And you're like, Oh, cool, this is cool, I guess, whatever. But like going back and eating top ramen and cheese it's for dinner for two months. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up too, because that was always when you guys were in town, that was one of the coolest things to just go and hang out at your dad's house with you because Yeah. He had all this cool stuff that I didn't get at home. Yeah, he had. I had. It, it was a weird dichotomy growing up with that because I had at my dad's house. I'd have like Sega and Super Nintendo, and like I'd be allowed to play it. The I just old for school hours. PlayStation. Yeah, the amount of hours here. we've killed on Crash Bandicoot, man. <laughs> and then I'd go down south to my mom's house, and it was like, if I'm lucky, it's my turn to use the TV. And it, not even for games, like I could watch Keenan and Kel or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it was waiting with your sisters and a lot of it, not going to lie, if I wanted to do something I want to do, it was go out in the backyard and just kind of play in the dirt. And I'm not even kidding about that. Just, I would just dig holes, <laughs> you know, get home from school, <laughs> like just dig holes, play with some toys. I had a dog. That was cool. But like, we just had a backyard full of dirt. And then I'd come up here and I'd be like, go up to the ranch and play with Blake. And he had all these cool action figures. And like I said, go out and like, but it was so funny going from my Hispanic family too, because we come up here and my dad's uh, wife, Erica, I love her. She's amazing. And my stepsisters too, but they're like, my dad's white, he's Italian, but then they were like, like Nordic white, like a whole oh, yeah. different kind of like, white. So like I would go from yeah, like, like Italians would yeah. call them white people. We would go to like quinceaneras for dinner because my mom was in a, in a band and we just get like mm -hmm. fucking bad. Sorry. Got to watch my language. We would just get great food. You know what I mean? And and then I'd come up to my dad's and they're <laughs> eating. They're eating like a steak for dinner with milk on this, like a glass of milk. Like, like that's oh, some okay. white people. Stuff. Okay. Not like, not like. Always like sunny milk, milk steak. steak. No, no, no. God, <laughs> might have been better. But it was just, I always, I always cracked me up. Like, and no, no hate on drinking milk with dinner. My stepsisters were all about it. They grew up on it, whatever. But like, that was so foreign and weird to me to just have a big old ice cold glass of milk with dinner, man. I don't know what kind of tangent I just went on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know right. what made I mean, me think was... about all that. <laughs> I mean, that was always the weird thing with like family gatherings for me because my dad's side of the family is English, Irish, Scottish. Yeah. You know, so. Same thing. It was a lot of very basic, you know, steak and potatoes and a glass of milk for dinner. Yeah, that country. So family gatherings with my dad's side were very much that, you know, yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's all your basic that holiday foods. Traditional Americana. Yeah. Then <laughs> then you'd go to the Rodolfi Christmas and it's there's pasta. There's yeah. somebody brought enchiladas. It'd be a mixed board. Uh, yeah. yeah, all kinds of different non-traditional foods from all over the globe yeah do you remember and it's so many good cooks on that side of the family yeah. too i like i like the mix because even we have family that like just got into barbecuing in like the trace i can't say all that stuff but like family that the bacchetti's just freaking barbecue and it's so oh, yeah. good um do you remember i don't know if you would remember like grandpa because you don't really remember grammy very not very well. Right. She passed when I was three. Yeah, you were pretty young. But like I, I have vague remember memories. And you probably remember like growing up before that because 
there's times when we do Italian. That was the chair again. <laughs> there's times when we just have Italian dinners and God, the Italian food, like again, going from my mom's house where we like cheese it and top ramen for dinner and then coming up here and you're like going over to, to grandpa's and, and your mom's house. And we just have this big Italian, like handmade gnocchi. You know what oh. I mean? Like, oh, we're going to press gnocchi to help. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm pressing gnocchi one at a time. And then like three hours later, we're all like getting around dinner and you're like, this is amazing. This, you know, like <laughs> if God existed in food, this would be, this it. would be him. <laughs> and I feel like this might be the moment to bring up too, that our grandpa Gino was the inspiration for Gino, the genie. And that's actually, yeah. it was his eggplant Parmesan was one of the absolute best things you could eat he was the inspiration directly that and was that was so that was, even made the bit about it yeah gino <laughs> the, the idea of a genie you know the, the thing that caught me that that i loved about that was because that's how our grandfather was he wasn't one of those he wasn't a mafioso mafioso italian he wasn't like any he, the stereotype that he was was don't waste your money you're not doing it right just do it right just be smart it was that kind of thing and he always had that like so the idea of a genie that would you know, like, oh, I wish for a billion dollars. What do you want a billion dollars? You don't want a billion dollars. What are you going to do? You're not going to be happy. You know, <laughs> so I am. And I just did my dumb, terrible impression of him. Hey, it's better than mine. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? To, what do you want a large penne for? <laughs> what, you all you got to know is how to cook. Yeah. You want a donut going to love you. You got to learn to cook. <laughs> yeah. I know it's terrible. Whatever. I don't speak Italian. I we don't as speak. Italians should have better Italian accents, but <laughs> probably. But we're also like Italian Americans. From what I understand, Italian Italians aren't really fans of ours. <laughs> well, he was also very much. Um, I don't know if it was his generation, but there definitely was a wave of Italian immigrants that they didn't want to raise their kids culturally Italian. They wanted to Not raise American kids. And our parents because are very American. Yeah. Oh, very. absolutely. I think the the funniest thing about it to me that I cracked me up was like his siblings that were still alive. Grandpa maintained that accent into, oh, because yeah. he had that hearing issue since he was like younger than us. He had a hearing issue from a young age. And because of that, he's always in hearing aids and he, his accent never really disappeared. But like he had a, a brother, Carlo, whose accent was a little bit better than his. It was still, but he had oh, yeah. grown up most of his life there. But then like his youngest brother, Dewey, came here at a young age. So our our uncle Dewey's just he's Italian as all can be, and he's super proud of it. But he just sounds like us. Oh yeah, he's, he's super American. It's weird because we brother, live in California, but he's yeah. almost got a little bit of a drawl. Yeah, a little bit. It's like that kind of weird uh, bridge or whatever. But like, it's just so funny to me. Uh, you you gotta love it. You gotta be proud of. Him. But yeah, the weird thing about it, the culture, and the weird thing that for me as someone who's Hispanic, my lack of Spanish. I can attribute to that same thing. Um, I think from what I understand, grandpa even had like a little bit of say in that, like, cause, because he didn't teach them Italian. My mom was the only one on my Mexican side of the family that didn't teach <laughs> me and my sisters Spanish. Like we would go to family functions and have cousins and, 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 and aunts and uncles that just fluent and would speak to each other. And some of them, only spoke Spanish. We were in San Diego, you know. I was like, gonna say, I remember, <laughs> I remember going down to visit a couple times when I was younger. Yeah, and we went to some big family dinner with your mom's side of the family, and there were people I just couldn't talk to. Yeah, because I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I mean, I'm about as white as they come. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. It was weird. I spent <laughs> a lot of my life learning, trying to learn Spanish. I've come a long ways, and 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 I've always, I've had this weird thing where I understand Spanish pretty good. Well, but I can't up in formulate California it in my own. Too, we've yeah. got like because there is some degree of Spanish that's just regular California yeah. slang. Sure, but that doesn't mean at all that I can just go and talk to yeah uh, somebody who only speaks Spanish. Dude, have you seen the thing recently? Siri can now like say the Spanish words. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know, but at one point I opened up my phone and it was like. Uh, I forget what I was looking at, but it basically, because for years it was like, welcome to La Jolla. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like, now it's like saying La Jolla. It's <laughs> like, when did that happen? What kind of, the, the, imagine the tech that, it, like, it was just English. It was programmed for English. And our, our technology has come so far that it now can understand that there are Spanish influences in English in particular geographical areas. That's crazy. 
Sorry, not to go on a tangent. That blew my mind recently. Siri can understand Spanish now. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess maybe it's because I'm in Northern California and there's a lot less Spanish influence. That's true. But yeah, I never noticed that. I noticed it up here. It, it was something up here. I don't remember what it was. Well, I mean, like we have city names, I guess, like San Mateo, San Jose, Santa yeah. Cruz. Uh, she wasn't too bad on like proper but, names, but though. those aren't like those aren't difficult to pronounce. Yeah. Although I have definitely early, early Siri. I feel like I remember it calling it San Josie. San Josie. <laughs> San Josie and the pussy cat. Mikey's favorite movie. <laughs> Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Ellis. Those are our uh, partners. Those guys are great. Check out. Uh, another podcast we do, Four to Tango, where the four of us from Fat Tango get together and do trivia and other shenanigans. This is just me and my and, and my man Blake chit chatting. Also, you're, you're doing my man now. That's sort of talk. shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, this. Like we cover the family record book. I don't really have that much more to talk to to talk about in that regard. So it's kind of fun just chit chatting. No other records in the original book that uh, jumped out at you. Well, let's see. Um, I like the worst Healy injury. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. That was Sam, my sister, uh, who scraped up her knee, which makes you wonder if there was an existing record before that, if someone just kind of like felt Rolling weird. An ankle. Yeah, like, well, I, I would imagine that might be worse than scratching a knee, man. <laughs> God, I, can I tell you something about Healy's? Those yeah, came cool. out at the time when you and Sam were the perfect age for Heelys. Oh, yeah. We were the perfect demo. And I was jealous. I was so <laughs> jealous. I, I never showed it. I bottled it up. But I was just old enough that they didn't make Heelys in my size. And they dropped Heelys. And I was I was bummed, man. They make adult Heelys now. Oh, I know. There's this you chicken. You can go the, get them. There's a girl at the grocery store that I go to that I see every now and then that just, she's got to be my age. That chick just clicks them on heelys down the leg <laughs> grabs what she needs and just heelys back to her dude at the cart and i'm so jealous oh, but i so also don't too. think i could get away with healing around right now i think my my wife would be pretty judgy <laughs> <laughs> although i'm masked up it's a pandemic man nobody's you know gonna know it's me you know what's the funniest thing about that too what's it was that like i got a pair of heelys uh but i live on a ranch Gravel yeah, road. You need some. I uh, I had industrial strength. Heelys. Maybe like five square feet of concrete to actually Healy on. Yeah. Uh. So the only real time I got to use them was whenever you guys were in town and we'd go hang out at your parents' house in town. <laughs> uh. Specifically, All that concrete in the back. Yeah. Specifically, your dad and your stepmom used to go on walks. Yeah. And so me and Sam would just join Healy them in our around. Heelys, and we used to, we used to love healing down the hill you guys lived on oh but getting yeah. back up it in oh, those shoes I'll was bet. the worst when they could put motors in heelys <laughs> <laughs> you'd think they'd have done it already i mean they've got hoverboards <laughs> segways yeah, right? they've got the weird one-wheeled skateboard thing <laughs> yeah the one-wheeled skateboard thing i saw one of those in the on flynn they have headlights now on those things yeah well that makes i saw one on my way here because it's nighttime yeah dude was just out here on the country roads he was like in the bike lane oh uh, okay i saw a dude one uh, time on these country roads uh in a full like leather suit motorcycle helmet <laughs> everything and he's just going down this this road on the country on a little one singular wheel and i had this weird mix of like what a goof and also wow that's badass kind of at the same time and i didn't know how to feel about it <laughs> You'll see some strange things out here on the country roads. You gotta love living in the future, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's gotta be us being so close to San Francisco, but also being like the most country part of the Bay Area. Yeah, is just we get weird amounts of tourism and I don't, people have shot magazine photos here. Yeah. Uh, your dad's got a good story. Uh, just somebody was out here taking nude photos right in front of our gate. In front of your gate? <laughs> yeah. Wow. There were cows in the background. The hills were green. Dude, the amount of bottles I see at that gate, people just pull over oh. on their way home from work and just chug a freaking 
like 40 makes me <laughs> nervous. Like I didn't realize that many, unless it's the same guy, but he has a lot of different tastes. So I don't know if it is. I think it's multiple people, but the amount of people getting like chugging a beer, like a freaking 40 after work and driving home. Wait, right at that gate in that real sharp bend. Yeah, man. That's probably the guy that keeps driving through our fence. Freaking A, right? <laughs> that dude. Well, I mean, the power goes out like once every two or three months because yeah. some dude <laughs> misses that turn and takes out our telephone pole. <laughs> we live out in the country, if you didn't catch that. Blake was raised out here. We are in California. So when I say country, uh, take that with a grain of salt. Oddly enough, <laughs> he lives in, Matt lives in my childhood home. Yeah. And I now live just around the corner from, from his childhood home. That's true. I didn't put that together. <laughs> you used to trick-or-treat at my house, dude. Dude, I did. I used to ride my bike around there all the time in the 90s. I'd like all around that block. That's crazy. I didn't even put that together. And I'm living where you where you were freaking living. That's so nuts. And now I'm raising kids where you were raised. Yeah, your oldest son is growing up in my old bedroom. It's nuts, man. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm old. I have three kids. <laughs> god damn i'm old i have three kids i love them I love i'm them honestly death, amazed you're not going gray yet <laughs> don't say stuff like that man i'm i'm dealing with a twirly mustache it's my midlife crisis <laughs> anyways we should start wrapping it up um we're getting to just under an hour this was our first episode let's be real probably not getting a lot of people listening to this we we're just gonna do this though Probably for the better. I mean, maybe we'll keep getting better. We'll start getting people out here to talk with us and, and we're just going to kind of BS and chat. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm uh, Blake sweet, Blake sweet and chat rhymes with Matt. <laughs> oh, the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. Um, okay. Anyways, we should figure out some intro and outro music. Yeah, know, we haven't figured anything like that out. But anyways, I'm Matt Rodolfi and I'm Blake Sweet. And this was Family Records. Thanks for uh, checking in with us. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, oh, let's do where plugs. can people find us? Yeah, let's do some plugs. So, again, uh, we have our main podcast, Fat Tango Presents. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, we're on Instagram. We don't have a t we have a Twitter. No one's doing anything yeah. with it though. But like sooner uh, or later, somebody will do something with it. You can follow it. But. Yeah, everywhere you get uh, podcasts, go check it out. It's scripted audio comedy. It is explicit. It's not really safe for children. So so don't. We are trying to do this podcast kind of PG thirteen. I'm gonna try and get better at not dropping f bombs. But um, you think I'd be better at having three kids? But I don't, I don't drop them in front of them, but for some reason, when I'm, when I'm with you, I just kind of want to go back to who I was. It's the same thing for me. It's really easy to switch it on and off in certain situations, but it's really tough with us just sitting here yeah. BSing because we've never, yeah. like, never had filtered, ourselves filtered ourselves in yeah. these discussions. We'll see how it goes. We're going to do a few episodes first before we drop all this, so uh, and maybe then, we so, won't be. Also, by the time this drops, then, you should also be able to find our other podcast, Four to Tango, on our YouTube channel, as well as wherever you find audio podcasts. Make sure you check that out. That features uh, other owner, Mikey Lannon, who uh, I will be doing another podcast with. And also Ellis Rodriguez, who is a freaking hilarious stand-up comedian. If you don't know who Ellis is, you got to make sure you check it out. He's got a YouTube page. Um, he's got other podcasts he's doing with other people. We'll try and get some of that information. We can plug that, too. That dude's hilarious. I saw oh, some yeah, of his live great. sets, dude. He's freaking so funny. We are so lucky we have him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's incredible. Uh, the other thing, too, is coming out when this comes out, uh, go check it out. Me and Mikey Lannon, the other owner, will be doing another podcast called They Might Be Bronies, where <laughs> Mike, and I, <laughs> Mike and I will be watching uh, every episode of My Little Pony and reacting to it and seeing if we might be bronies. <laughs> you know, uh, just let's go see. People love it for a reason. Let's find out. Anyways, I think that's it. Anything uh, else to plug? You want to plug your Twitter? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at BlakeSweetComic. Um, I do very intermittently use TikTok at BSBS Comedy. If you can tell, there's a little bit of a theme going here. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty clever. 
That's pretty good. I want to see you do some more stuff. The accent thing's fun, but I really think... Yeah, no, I, I want to move away from that. Yeah, you're I, not feeling it. I'm glad you jumped in, though, yeah. man. That's what TikTok is. It's just goofing off. You can check out my TikTok at Matt Tango if you'd like. I have like 100 followers, so I would understand if you don't like. But I'm on there goofing off, doing stupid stuff. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, but you can check it out. I'm also on Twitter at Matt Rodolfi. Again, not really much there. I've been kind of tweeting. I don't know if you noticed a little bit of political philosophy thing. I'm kind of doing that Michael Malice thing where he's not. I'm trying to not say anything but say something. Right. And we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. I do the same thing. I try to have fun, but every now and again, I do want to interact with the political people I follow. Yeah, I, it's a weird thing because like professionally, all this stuff we in this particular political is not really phased into it i I strongly believe that your political philosophy should not really unless you're a political commentator and that is your kind of thing it shouldn't really factor in to any of this Oh, absolutely nobody wants us to be preachy yeah no one wants no no one should care what our political philosophy is it doesn't matter and if you like our you might have the same you might have a different it doesn't matter we're just doing this thing and we're doing fat tango and all these things and they are so beyond the political element. So anyways, <laughs> I guess that's it for us. This was uh, episode one of Family Records. I guess you, we'll see what we're in you for know, next. Actually, since we are trying to do a thing where we assign a new record every episode, I think you and I now hold the record for most podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, dude. You hear that, Mike Rodolfi? That's right. <laughs> Me and Blake now hold the family record for most podcasts. Oh, we got to put that in the book. That's good. Oh, yeah, that's going in the that's book. That's good. I bet he, when he started this whole thing, he never imagined someone would have a record for radio-style shows. And just think, with every new listener we gain, that's another family record. Oh, yeah. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we will probably, if, if you find this and you like it, go ahead and subscribe. We're open to feedback. Give us a review. Um, also, uh, you can email us at fattangoproductions at gmail.com. Please send in your crazy family stories, your family records, and yeah, if you're listening, yeah, and to this, we might talk about them on the show. Hey, man, we got no listeners right now, so if you want to do that, we'll talk about it for sure. Don't just send some craziness, though. Give us something that we can kind of like believe, even if it's crazy. Give us an explanation. I guess is what I'm saying. But that's a good idea. That's it's good. Yeah, email us and uh, go ahead and give us a five star review if you can. If you don't think we deserve five stars, just email us and tell us what would make us deserve five stars rather than giving us less than five stars. Because, my man, we're just trying to get going here. Don't be rude. And whatever you do, <laughs> please don't just email us to tell us we're terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'd rather they email us and tell us we're terrible than do it on a review. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, we know we're terrible. If you think we're terrible, just don't listen. Leave us alone. Anyways, that was the episode. Um, we ain't got no fans yet, but if you are listening to this, I really appreciate it. I'm sure we both do. Um, and we'll here's a toast to you. Here's a toast to you. We'll talk to you guys next time on family records. Take care. Family records. This has been a fat tango production.